0: Body. 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 Shot. Hey, boxing. Boxing.
1: Podcast. 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 Hello and a very warm welcome to the Body Shots Boxing Podcast. I'm Ronald McIntosh, Boxing Commentator for the BBC and once again we'll be taking a look at the sweet science from a perspective that considers more than previews, reviews, results and rumour. In this episode we look back at one of the most significant encounters ever to occur in a British boxing ring.
2: Tonight, history is to be made. Because for the first time ever, two British boxers will contest a World Heavyweight Championship.
1: There was no love lost and plenty of bad blood ahead of this historic domestic dust-up between two Londoners that had worldwide ramifications. Lennox Lewis versus Frank Bruno for the Heavyweight Championship of the World.
2: From London, England.
0: I was the new, Frank was the old, and for us to get together was very important.
2: Fighting out of and representing London, England, please welcome Britain's favourite son, there is only one, Frank Bruno!
3: I remember the fight very, very well. It was a good fight, good build-up, good British war.
1: Lennox Lewis versus Frank Bruno for the heavyweight championship of the world, a very British beef with plenty of added Jamaican spice. That's all ahead on this edition of the Body Shots Boxing Podcast. The Body Body. Body. Shots
0: Boxing Podcast.
1: In October 1993, Lennox Lewis and Frank Bruno squared up to battle for Lewis's WBC world title. The bout was heavy with historic significance. After a century of being dismissed by American fight writers as variously hopeless heavyweights, horizontal heavyweights, or any other alliterative pun, Lewis v. Bruno was the first time in the modern era that two British boxers would do battle for the richest prize in sport, the heavyweight championship of the world. But as well as a place in heavyweight lineage, there was something else at stake that was was proving to be almost as significant.
4: A ringside observer sets the scene. Uh, Jeff Powell, Daily Mail, boxing correspondent, chief sports feature writer, and um, probably in the business much too long. <laughs> well, it was a momentous moment for both fighters, because you had Frank Bruno, who was the, you know, the housewife's favorite, the darling of the country. Uh, Bruno, Bruno, everybody loved him. And he was required to take on the new giant of the British and the world ring, an immensely talented fighter in Lennox Lewis, who Marley might not have challenged his sort of place in the folk legend of, of, of British boxing, was certainly a huge threat to him in terms of what he was going to achieve which was going to be greater than Frank was likely to do. So these two worlds were going to collide although
1: lewis and bruno shared a common connection through the city of their births their roots into professional prize fighting were considerably different lennox lewis was a two-time olympian who reached the pinnacle of amateur boxing by winning super heavyweight gold in seoul 1988. bruno on the other hand was still a teenager when he decided to trade punches for pay hi my name
3: is frank bruno former aba heavyweight champion former european champion a former WBC champion, heavyweight champion of the world. And now there's a survivor of the world like a ducker and diver like everybody else. I didn't have too many amateur fights. All I had was 21 amateur fights and I just went straight into boxing. So I was very, very raw. I didn't have the seasoning like Olympic gold medalist or f- I fought for my country um, twice but you know what I mean just went in- into boxing just put my determination into it and just went for it you know
1: That determination combined with his considerable ability had seen Bruno win the European title and twice challenged for the heavyweight championship of the world in what were valiant but ultimately unsuccessful title bids A bona fide national hero in his homeland Bruno's personality had captured the hearts and minds of the British public but he had yet to secure any world championship honours prior to his bout with Lewis. Lennox Lewis, on the other hand, was preparing to make the second defence of his WBC world title, but after winning Olympic gold for Canada, he was still fighting for universal acceptance in Britain. Each man seemed to be in pursuit of what the other possessed. Britain was captivated. A civil war domestic showdown was inevitable.
0: My name is Lennox Claudius Lewis, and I'm an Olympic gold medalist, 1988. Also heavyweight champion, undisputed, and the last undisputed champion of the world. Well, you know, this is a fight that uh, has been weighing for a long time. Didn't know if it was ever going to happen. First guy that I actually fought was Gary Mason. You know, he was uh, a street guy, and, um, you know, to get that street rep, I had to face him first. And then to get uh, England, which was divided at the time, you know, I was the new, Frank was the old. And for us to get together was very important for just the rest of my career. So getting us in the ring was uh, important. So important was the
1: mooted clash between Lewis and Bruno deemed to be that all obstacles to the fight were hammered out during negotiations, setting the stage for a bout dubbed, inevitably, the Battle of Britain. And the rather abstract notion of Britishness became a thorny issue during a bad tempered build up between the rival camps.
4: The build up um, was acrimonious. There was what would now be deemed to be a racial slight from Lennox against Frank. There was some pretty stroppy stuff, um, not so much from Frank, but from the people around him. Um, You know, the anti Lewis venom was was evident, particularly at one big pre fight press conference. Frank's team were as. Uh, heated as Lennox was himself, so there was some genuine angst in the, in the fight beforehand, probably because there was a lot on it in terms of how these people were going to be perceived by the great British public.
0: It was that situation where you know he was he was threatened to a certain degree, and I could understand that you know because uh, I came to threaten him in that sense because I wanted to be heavyweight champion of the world, and I wanted to have a country behind me and and at this point the country was divided so we had to get together so the world could see and even England could see who the better prospect to go forward to win heavyweight championship of the world is
3: should be that isn't my style to get involved in all the, the, the politics and different things like that so I stood back it just got a little bit nasty I think there's more to sell tickets of more to you know what I mean, hype it up and whatever but yeah, he just got um, very very silly, you know what I mean, I was asked the other day, um, they don't class him as English, but he was born in East London so he's English, but if his mum went to Canada to immigrate that's not his fault, and if he won the Olympic gold medal for um, Canada, that isn't his fault, so I don't really get involved in politics or the slagging down or to steep as low as some people can steep, but that's how some people steep low to try and hit a sore note or to get you on your back foot or whatever, but I don't really get involved in that politics. So I know when I look myself in the mirror, I know who I am and I'm proud of who I am.
0: I think he meant everything he said, and I meant everything I said, but I only spoke reality in, in that sense. And um, I think I did crawl his skin a little bit, And uh, made him upset. I think he's upset even today a little bit, reminding him of what happened during the build-up. You know, these are the things that happen in the sport to get people's blood up because we're, you know, we're gladiators and... uh You know, for me, if anybody called me names, it would really upset me, and I would want to get in there and settle the score in the
3: ring. Very personal because he was saying some really crazy things about me. We went on Sky Talk show the other day and we shook hands and whatever, but if he really looks back, at himself if he really looks back at what he was saying and whatever if he really looks back at the background if he really looks you know i mean his mum's jamaican my mum's jamaican you know i mean he was born over here and whatever and what we've done for the country what we've done for blacks what. you know what I mean, to pipe, pave a way for certain youngsters or whatever, it was very, very low, you know what I mean, of him to really come out with them different things. But sometimes they say them things to get you on the wrong foot. But sometimes you can't really steep when people want to hit you low and say crazy things. Sometimes they can fire you up or whatever, but I thought it was a little bit below the belt.
4: What was most in Congress was that there was racial stress between two terrific black human beings and that was that was weird. That that happened was I think unfortunate. But it gave an edge and a spice to the fight.
1: And so, with the bitter war of words and the build-up still fresh in the hearts and minds of the boxers, the focus of the fight world's attention shifted to Cardiff Arms Park, a rugby stadium in the Welsh capital. The fight was such a big event that it was staged at 1 o'clock in the morning in the UK so that it could be screened live during primetime in the US. But with everything in place for this historic event, Mother Nature threatened to score a knockout before a single punch had been thrown.
2: Mike Goodall, I was EMC for of Lennox Lewis against Frank Bruno of Cardiff in 1993, 20 years ago. It had rained all week in Cardiff, we put the ring up two days before, it absolutely chucked it down and it was uh, oh, terrible and on the night of the fight it started to rain and suddenly the fight becomes in doubt because when rain falls, although we've got a canopy over the ring, it never comes straight down. It always comes in at an angle. So the ring was starting to get wet. So all the rehearsals we had done and everything on introducing the fight and building it all up and a big history of, of Cardiff and, and what a big fight it was, all had to go out the window and we had to just uh, do the basic introductions and get on with the fight. biggest fight that we'd ever seen in Britain the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World between two Brits in Britain never been done before it was absolutely fantastic and now ladies and gentlemen the WBC Heavyweight Champion of the World Lennox Lewis very very electric very very noisy and, and and it makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck as you introduce them. You, you can feel the hairs coming up on there and you get a little sense of nervousness. And I was certainly nervous that night. It was the biggest
3: fight I'd ever done. And it was fantastic atmosphere, it really was. I saw Lennox Lewis there and Mickey Van was the, the referee. There's only three of us in the corner, you know what I mean? So I, I didn't see no-one else but Lennox Lewis. Any stare down you go into the ring is war. You know what I mean? So when you go into the ring, you don't play going to in the ring to play chess or tiddlywinks or whatever. You go in there to do some damage or either the guy's going to do damage on you. So I would rather do damage on him than him do it with me. So the stare down was very, very serious. Very, very positive. Mickey Van was a referee. Mickey Van is only about five foot ten.
2: And they're straight over the top of him, straight in one another's eyes. But by the course, they didn't have, they didn't have to stare at one another at the time. And really, you know, there was evil between them. There really was. I'm sure there were some bad intentions. They, they, they really wanted to go at one another for what had been said and what have you. All right, yes, it was for the heavyweight championship of the world, but there was a bit of personal, I won't say hatred, but there was just personality clashes between them. They wanted to settle a score. And when they looked at one another, they meant business. <laughs>
0: He definitely came out after me in the first few rounds like he wanted to really prove something. So he had me on my back foot.
4: The perceived wisdom, and I was party to that, was that Lennox was the more talented, probably the more powerful, even though Frank, you know, did pack a punch like a kick of a mule, but probably more powerful because he was better balanced and better organized. And I think what happened was that Frank decided to hell with it, what have I got to lose, and came in the most relaxed. We'd seen him for many a day, perhaps forever. He came in and decided he was going to go for it and he was going to let the punches go and, um, and and see what happened.
3: From my heart, from my mind, from my spirit, from my soul, to be quite honest, you know what I mean? Because I went in there thinking that I could do well and I I could, I was doing well. The atmosphere between
2: them was, was, they were anti one another and they both wanted to win, they really did. You know, when they came out, they came out fighting and I'll be quite honest, it's the best I'd seen Bruno box at the time.
4: And he took Lennox by surprise, and I think he took most of us by surprise, and it was a pleasant surprise for, the, for those of us at ringside to see him box in this manner.
0: I've seen Frank Bruno on TV, and I've actually seen him in a couple live fights before that. And, you know, it's a lot easier from the outside saying what you can do. But when I was in there with him, it's like, oh, he's a lot quicker than I thought. And, oh.
3: He's hitting me a lot more than I thought. I was using my experience from the Tim Witherspoon, the Mike Tyson, the bone Crasher Smith, from, you know what I mean, like, it, it, Eddie Nielsen, Stuart Lifko, Neil Allen, all the experience What well, I've been in with different guys, You know, I mean, I have them in my mind, and have my set, how I want to beat them, and Carla Truth, Williams, all, all different pe- people. I use everything that i go into every fight and try and put them into, into use.
4: And the fact of the matter is that had he not got a tad overconfident, because he was giving Lennox all sorts of problems, which was, again, surprising, had he not got overconfident, and planted his feet and drawn his hand back to throw what he thought was going to be the decisive punch because Lennox was in trouble and was wobbling.
0: Basically, you know, he hit me with one shot which really woke me up and I felt it and I was like, nah no nah, this is not it this is, it's not going to go this way and I came out with a wicked shot which was a left hook
4: he left himself open to a or Mary from, from Lennox thrown in desperation that happened to Landon of course Frank's famous vulnerability on the chin again was his undoing but he put up a terrific effort and in, in a moment of overconfidence left himself open to the kind of punch which was a problem for him in his career
0: and it was like he got shot because I seen the reaction on his body So, uh, at that time, I was able to cease the moment and uh, take advantage of the situation of him being hurt and give him 15 unanswered punches. I'm still sure to this day that if Bruno hadn't have been so proud and
2: stood up all the while, when Lewis got him in a corner and... and really laid into him if he'd have gone down and taken an eight count I'm sure he could have come back up and he could have still he, he still had the possibility of beating Lewis but on that particular night it, Bruno smashing fella but he was always so proud he'd never go down and take a count and I'm sure there's several times in his career which if he had a done he'd have come back stronger for it and I still to this day think that he could have possibly have won that then
3: Unfortunately sometimes when I'm doing well with big fights and I mean I come unstuck there and then, but that, you know, what I mean, that I can't really go to McDonald's and say, Yes, I was beating Lance Lewis for seven rounds. Give me a free Mac, or give me a milkshake, or you know what I mean? Give me a smoothie, you know what I mean? So, I'll, yeah, just got to be contented, you know? At the end of the day, he beat me, so that's how it goes, you know?
2: After one minute, ten seconds of the seventh round, the referee has stopped the contest. The undefeated heavyweight champion of the world.
0: I'm glad that we fought because what really happened, it was really the changing of the guards. And uh, it was a situation where, okay, the public could see now. Well, Lennox Lewis is a lot better. This is what he did. He virtually destroyed Frank Bruno. And uh, he should be the one representing us uh, to win a heavyweight championship of the world. I think that it
2: kept the nation split. People still supported Bruno. I mean he's one of those people that today if he turns up at a show or at a dinner show, you introduce him and he gets such a reception. He's always been loved by the nation and he still is. And the, what you get, if he's in a big arena, everybody chants his name all the while. And exactly the same with Lennox. People went on and still supported Lennox and thought that and accepted him as British because there was, there was so much over. Because he boxed for Canada and what have you, that that he was Canadian, but his roots were British, and I'm pleased to say that he still shows that he's British now, and he's proud of that fact. The legacy from it was that, that, that... People still supported both boxers. No one went off one and went on to the other. They still supported both boxers.
4: It helped Lennox in terms of public perception in this country of him because it was a good fight. He had to come through the fires to win it. If he'd come out and won easily, people would have just felt sorry for Frank. If he'd just beaten him up and knocked him out in three or four rounds, then I think they'd have gone, oh, you know, the big bully has beaten up our beloved Mr. Bruno. But the fact that it was a good fight, the fact that, you know, he had to dig deep prove his physical metal. I think that that helped him in terms of becoming a, more favoured by the British people Frank lost nothing by it in terms of popularity the legacy for him I think cause it, that he gained from it was that that first part of the fight gave him the belief and the confidence to enable him to go and eventually get his world title when he fought Oliver McCaw I think that gave him just that little last a fraction of confidence that he needed that fraction of belief that he could be world champion which had he'd had early in his career and had lost in the course of the, of the various setbacks so i think he was helped by that as well and i um, i think pretty well everyone's pretty pleased about that that he finally got his his name on the belt and i think uh, so all in all it was terrific because because lennox went on to become one of the great world champions and so we could all then take pride in him and um uh, you know that that was important, and let's not forget that that legacy is still with us because Lennox remains the last undisputed world champion. So, that fight was very important in, in the crucible of British boxing.
1: So that concludes our look back at the epic, bitter battle between Lennox Lewis and Frank Bruno on this edition of the Body Shots Boxing Podcast, a bad-tempered confrontation that incorporated the ingredients of roots, race, culture, identity, and authenticity, all of which were stirred into an unpleasant, combustible mix by the boxers and their camps, ahead of an explosive encounter for the heavyweight championship of the world on a cold, damp, memorable night in Cardiff 20 years ago. I'd like to thank everyone who took part in this edition of the Body Shots Boxing Podcast. Be sure to check out www.insearchofchampions.com to learn more about Lennox Lewis's quest to unearth future stars of the fight game and nurture them towards world championship glory. You can reach me on Twitter at McIntoshRonald. Check out and leave feedback about the podcast on my Facebook page. But until next time, thanks for listening and be sure to stay abreast of social media for updates and information about about. about the next episode of the Body Shot Boxing Podcast.